Brenda Lane, an Underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. Does the pandemic have your beauty routine getting a little hit and miss? Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph is going to help you out. If it's been a while since you've opened up your makeup bag, do it for you. You deserve a refresh, and some items may need to be tossed out for hygienic reasons. All through February, get all Aveda Cosmetics for 25% off. Every cosmetic product in the salon is included, while supplies last. And you can trust Aveda Cosmetics, made of all natural ingredients, featuring mineral-based foundations. Now, during coronavirus, safety is paramount. So, please, call ahead for a shopping appointment with an Aveda Guest Service Specialist who will create your home care plan and fulfill your order as you make selections. Or shop on the phone with a guest service specialist who will take your credit card payment, then prepare your order for curbside pickup. Either way, strict adherence to virus safety protocols are practiced, and that's why you need to call first to shop. 269-556-1999. That's 556-1999. So do it for you. Freshen up your makeup with 25% off all natural Aveda cosmetics all month at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. Virtual hugs until further notice. FrederickandKimberly's.com. That's Frederick with a C. Well, as we move through February, we still hope that we return to normalcy within the next few months. I'm definitely keeping my fingers crossed. I still uh, do not have uh, the vaccine, but I think I'm a ways down probably on the the list of criteria. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking with Jenny Miner. She's the Executive Director of Citizens Mediation Service. Jenny, welcome and thank you for some time here during the pandemic. Are you working from home? Are you working from your office these days? Well, uh, thanks for having me, Brenda. It's great to be here. Um, We're kind of doing a combination of that. We have one person in the office at a time, and usually that's me. And then um, I have two other staff members, so they're both working from home most of the time. But we do our shuffling of things back and forth as, you know, we still try to keep all our procedures in place, I suppose. So, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing each other, but very, very limited. And we aren't having anybody, any clients in the office. So everything is now virtual. Yeah, everything's virtual. Okay, I was going to say, is it on hold or is it virtual? That's great. No, we're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And trying to be as creative as we can, so we can kind of keep the keep the the halls of justice moving. I suppose. (laughs) Well, you know, Jenny, I'm sure that there are people that are listening to this right now who may have never heard of Citizens Mediation Service, although it has been active and working hard in our community now for many years. I actually remember my very first interview with the first ever executive director for what was then a newly created organization, Citizens Mediation Service, Matt Balf, and that was several years ago. And I was very excited that he contacted me to let me know what was happening because I think it's a wonderful service. Why don't you start out with uh, a little bit of the history and the background and a a definition or an explanation of exactly what Citizens Mediation Service is and does? Sure. Um, Well, 
Citizens Mediation was founded in 1991, so it's been around for that long. Um, and Matt was the original director, and he's still a volunteer for us today, which is great. Um, so it started out small, and it started out as just an organization looking to kind of help resolve conflict among, among community members. And that's exactly what mediation is. It's a neutral third party who helps two disagreeing parties um, come up with some ideas and some ways in which they can maybe speak to one another in a safe environment and come up with some really um, maybe creative solutions to whatever that disagreement is. Um, so that's really what mediation is and that's how we were founded was just identifying a need for local volunteers who are trained in mediation but local people helping local people solve disputes. Um, so we've grown a little bit since that time and we've grown a little bit each year. We now serve six counties, so pretty much all wow. of Southwest, that's corner of Southwest Michigan. Um, that's Berrien and Van Buren. Uh, see if I can name them, Cass, I won't do it alphabetically. Um, Branch, uh, Kalamazoo and St. Joseph County. So those are our six counties. Uh, um, you're located in St. Joseph, correct? Your physical location? Yeah, we're actually located um, in the Horizon Bank building right down by the courthouse. Most people know it's what 811 Ship Street, but most people know that's our building where the bank is. So um, we're close to the courthouse, so it makes it convenient for people. However, um, the way things have been with COVID, we've gotten uh, really creative and have really been able to provide all of our services through the phone or through virtual connection. Um, so we continue to talk with people every day and schedule mediations probably at a quicker rate than we had before. You know, we're taking travel time out of things. There's a lot of things now that aren't um, a part of mediation because we can just kind of click on and have a Zoom meeting and um, do the same process that we had always done as mediators and, and help people really have a conversation and resolve the issue. Well, it's really true that uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Now, is Citizens Mediation Service a not-for-profit organization? And who runs this service? Is it a board of directors? Is it something through the county or through the courthouse or uh, um, a collaboration or partnership among all the six counties? Mm -hmm. Well, there is, um, all right. So we are an independent local nonprofit organization that is run with a local board of directors. We receive dollars to do the work that we do from um, the state of Michigan, the, the, the state uh, court office provides dollars that fund the programs that we provide in each community. So that's funded per county. So we receive our grant based on how many um, mediations we do in each county each year. Uh, and then we receive that funding. Then we also charge fees and we have a sliding scale. So uh, we may mediate a divorce that might cost $100 pending if there's children and things like that. So it's a pretty inexpensive way to help to mediate or to come to an agreement on something which divorce can be very expensive. So there right. might be a fee for that, but we have a sliding scale. So, um, you know, dur especially during this kind of time where people are financially hit really hard with the pandemic. Uh, most yeah. people are going to receive some sort of support from us so that they're not paying for that fee. Um, and then we also have another program that's called My Resolve, which is an online dispute resolution program that you can log into. And that program is always free. Okay. So, well, I definitely so want to talk about, 
Okay. I definitely want to talk about the services that you offer and the types of um, situations that you can work with. We'll also talk about the, the pros and the benefits of using um, a mediation service. But um, first, I want to find out, is Citizens Mediation Service like a, a national kind of organization and we're just lucky enough to have one here? Or is this unique to Southwest Michigan, Jenny? Um, well, it is not unique to the state and it's not unique to the nation. There are um, services like this in communities all throughout the United States. In the state of Michigan, every county is served by some sort of mediation program similar to what we do. Now, they're all based on the type the the types of mediation where perhaps somebody may specialize in or they may have encouraged their volunteers to receive training in may depend on more what the needs of each individual community may be. But okay. um, in Michigan, there is a community mediation service that provides services to every county in the state. All right. Now, do your cases come as self-refer? In other words, can someone just contact you and say, hey, I, I want to try to mediate this situation, or oh, do yeah. they come through a court order, or is it a combination of both? Are judges, you know, sending people to you? Yeah, all of the above. Um, okay. You can contact us yourself and kind of talk with us a little bit about what your situation is, and we'll help direct you to the, the appropriate service. Um, we can... Uh, we do any kind, there are all kinds of specialized mediations for which there are trainings that we do a number of. So for example, we do mediation services for landlord-tenant disagreements. Now a landlord-tenant disagreement could be a court-ordered situation where you know the parties have gone to court and filed in which the court would refer that to us or it could be that it hasn't gotten to that point yet but one of the parties recognizes that maybe they need some support or some help in trying to resolve the issue and they can contact us at, to receive mediation services that way too so you know it's really a combination we've also had attorney offices who have called and said you know I've got this case going on with these two parties and we're wondering if maybe you could provide mediation. So the the way to enter into the service can come from anybody. I, I, we also had people call and ask questions and we try to provide some resources for them or maybe even some suggestions just to kind of help them resolve something that might be an issue next door. I mean, we can have anything from, um, Maybe there's bed bugs downstairs and it's affecting the apartment upstairs to things as serious as child protection mediation. So, you know, it's a wide range of things and the way in which people can contact us is wide and broad. Jenny, the, does, the, does the fact that you exist, that CMS exists here, are, are you lightening up a little bit at least the, the load in the courthouses? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, we, we receive a lot of referrals from the court. We do a lot of um, debt mediation. We do a lot of medical debt mediation, which is really interesting. I think sometimes people just really need to feel heard. They've been through difficult times and mediation provides an opportunity for people to kind of tell their story and have that have that be heard. And I think that, that sometimes that validation can just be what can help move through to a solution or to some sort of an agreement. Um, All right. And what are, let's talk about the benefits of you utilizing a mediation service. Um, obviously, one thing that you've already pointed out is it can definitely uh, keep the expenses down if you have 
a conflict or you have a, a case with someone. Yes, absolutely. It can be, um, you know, like I said, anywhere from, from free, a free service, all the way to maybe $100. We don't have much that goes over that. Um, so it can save a lot of money and it can make something that can feel inaccessible to people feel a little bit more accessible. Um, and, and maybe, you know, when you do mediation, it's not in the courtroom, anything confidential. So even if after mediation, even if you didn't come to an agreement, um, anything that is said in mediation cannot be brought up in court later. So oh. it's really an open conversation. It's a fair medium for people to be able to really have a good conversation about what's happening and, and how they can maybe move past things without any outside involvement or threat or consideration. So it's a really great opportunity to be able to really resolve some issues. I would think that it's also um, less intimidating than actually going into yeah. a courthouse when you are, you know, in, in a disagreement or not in agreement with the person, you know, that you have a situation with. Yeah. Well, and now with it being on Zoom, you can, you know, put yourself in a, in a, an environment that feels really safe and comfortable exactly. while you do it. So, yeah. you know, there's that added kind of that added benefit to it right now. Well, you've talked about a, a few different types of conflicts that would qualify for uh, CMS services like uh, landlord tenant. Uh, you mentioned divorces. Um, I think you also talked about uh, child care and child neglect type situations. Yep. Child protection. Okay. Um, yep. And, and we do, we have done some workplace mediation. Um, so if there's a disagreement in the workplace and maybe, um, what about just neighbors? having somebody help talk through that? What about What's that? what about neighbors? Oh yes, that's a big one. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it always makes me laugh. I we live in St. Joe and I have a shared driveway and I always wonder <laughs> <laughs> how many other people <laughs> Yeah. Might might have an issue with that. So you mentioned also yeah, that your your mediators are are volunteers. They're trained volunteers, right? They are. And it's, you know, it's a, a shout out to our volunteers because there's a 40 hour training that's involved in it. So it's really a week's worth of full time training um, and people volunteer their time to participate in that. So they receive a week or 40 hours of training and then um, they do some job kind of job shadowing. Right. They they observe a couple of mediations and they co-mediate with one of our more veteran mediators before they go out on their own. Um, but they are people from our community who then, you know, are somewhat of a representation of our community who are helping our community members solve our own problems or our own disputes. So I think the the beauty of the program is that everything really is local and it really is supported by local people. Um, the, the mediators then participate every week just by giving time to mediate cases. And sometimes these cases can be three or four hours long. So we really value the time that our mediators are willing to spend, not just receiving the training, but then giving that time back into our community. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Are, are and, you and I think it's a pretty cool concept. Sorry. Yeah. Are you actually conducting volunteer trainings uh, during the pandemic? We have. We've been doing them all online. So we have one coming up. I don't have the exact dates yet, but we'll have one coming up and this will be for domestic mediation. So there's two types of training there and two types of um, training 
in that one needs to take if they're going to do all mediations. But there's general civil, which is um, 40 hours of training. And that general civil are cases like landlord-tenant cases, debt cases, um, maybe property disagreements, rental disagreements, um, neighborhood disagreements, those kinds of things. Um, and then there's what we're, we're going to be offering here coming up in uh, probably May is domestic mediation. And those are divorce cases or child custody cases. Um, those might be parenting time, just kind of nego or mediating what kind of a parenting schedule we're going to have, how much time is with mom and how much time is with dad, those kinds of things. So the training for that um, is coming up in May? Yeah, okay. for domestic cases, yes. Okay. And that will be a 40-hour training. Right. And then those also require an additional eight-hour training um, regarding a domestic violence screening that's required for all cases that are family matters. Okay. Um, so it includes that. And then, of course, there's also the part of it that is observing and then co-mediating. So um, that's all part of that, too. Uh, but that'll be coming up. So we'll try to get those dates out as soon as we have them. We're in coordinating that with the trainer right now. Is there any? But that will be offered. Oh, go ahead. Through Zoom. Okay. No, that'll be offered through Zoom. Yep. Is there any set criteria for prospective volunteers? Or do you find that there are certain types of professions that lend themselves really well to kind of a, a person becoming uh, a mediator? Um, not really. I think anybody who, you, you know, people who like to kind of always develop additional skills and practice those skills, I think that's the type of person that would be interested in mediating. Um, it's another one of those. It's, um, it's great training. It's training that you can use all the time in your life. I've got teenage girls around and I find mediation skills are great to have. Um, so I think they're life building skills that can benefit anybody at any time in their life and can help you just interact with people in a more positive way. So anybody who is interested in skill building um, and then practicing the use of those skills, this is like this is the kind of training and this is the kind of stuff that that person would really enjoy. And is there any cost involved for the training for volunteers? Well, generally, um, we do an application process, and the way we've done it is we, because we can receive grant dollars for training, we do not charge people who really truly want to go through the training to do it, but then we do require that they volunteer for us for at least a year after that. Okay, so you ask for a, a minimum commitment of one so year. We, we absolutely yeah. ask for that commitment, yeah. So what if... Um, um, what if but most of the time, people are going to stick with it, yeah, I think. because they like it. It's, it's really a cool thing to do. It's kind of um, an interesting way uh, to get to know your community and what are the things that keep your community active and, and being connected with one another. I can see it being a very rewarding kind of a volunteer position. Uh, back to the cases, mm -hmm. though. Let's say that you have uh, two parties in a conflict. One of them... It knows about uh, CMS, is interested in a community type mediation, and the other party isn't too keen on it. Do you ever run into that? And can you help a little bit to try to get the parties together at least to mediate? We run into it all the time, um, especially with this with our new online program, because um, there has that other person has to do 
be more than engaged through a phone call. They have to be engaged by logging on to something and responding to it and um, staying on top of that. So it's a little bit more difficult to engage people there. Mm -hmm. um, but there, we get calls all the time and we do work to try to follow up on who the other party is, to tell them who we are and why we're calling, um, let them know what you know what the situation is and that that mediation has been requested and we'll oftentimes give them a day or two to kind of think about it is that something they want to do maybe ask any questions or write down any questions um, but sometimes people don't want to mediate and they opt out and that's that's an option too I we will go as far as we can to try to reach that second party and get them engaged okay. um, but you know sometimes it doesn't work Jenny, I meant to at the very beginning of the of the podcast. I meant to mention uh, your your um, great years of experience as uh, a nonprofit administrator. Um, you've you've been executive director of several uh, nonprofits. I am aware of the the ones that you've participated with since you've been in in this particular area, like the the YWCA. Uh, big brothers big sisters um the uh glass oh i can't think of the yeah glass, glassworks, glassworks yeah. yes glassworks yep. and i know there was one more that now i'm forgetting um susan out. g coleman yes susan the g coleman yeah. yes that was the other one i was yep. trying to think of but i know that there were others there have been others you can go ahead and yep. say them yeah <laughs> i i i well i absolutely love the nonprofit community i think uh you know i, I really it's been an interesting year. Um, we've had this pandemic, yeah. but it's been a real interesting year on a political and emotional level for people too. And uh, I look at nonprofits in local communities, and I'm like, man, that is really where it's at. When stuff is, when when stuff feels really big out out in the world, we can always look at what is happening locally and how do we stay engaged locally, and that's where we can make the biggest difference. So. That that nonprofit stuff just has always really spoken to me. It's it's you know I think it's really the heart of our community and that's where we got to live. So I'm all about exactly. it. Exactly. So is there anything else that you'd like people to know about Citizens Mediation Service? If you if you do, go ahead and mention that now, and then also let us know how we can make contact with CMS. Okay. Um, well, one thing I want everyone to know, we, um, as we continue to try to kind of make services more and more available to people, particularly during this pandemic, um, and recognizing that uh, available resources, whether that be financial resources or other resources, are at a, a unique challenge right now for people. Um, the My Resolve program, which is the online program, is available for every county in the state. Um, that you can log on to from your computer or you can go to our website and there's a link that will take you to it. What is your website? But in addition to that. Mention your website, Jenny. Our website is, yeah, www.citizensmediation.org. Okay. Um, and, but, but because we know that having the internet itself is often a challenge for people, we have designed a couple of kiosks. So we just put a My Resolve kiosk that is in operation down with um, Rick at the Ferry Street Center in Niles. And we will have one opening up at the Benton Harbor Library here beginning of April. Nice. So yeah, so if you don't have access to the internet, you can go to either of those locations and in a nice warm place, 
uh, you'll be able to access the MyResolve program. And again, that program is free and we're trying to make it as accessible to people as possible. So you can try to resolve any kind of a conflict that you have through that program and we will do our best to try to help you um, come to some sort of an, an agreement or a solution. And what about volunteers or prospective volunteers who may like uh, to get some more information about becoming uh, a, a nonprofit volunteer through Citizens Mediation Service? Oh my gosh, that'd be wonderful. You can email me at Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at citizensmediation.org. Um, you could email me if you have questions about a situation about um, that, that maybe you're just wondering whether or not mediation is for you. Um, you can email me or you can give us a call. And our phone number is 269-982-7898. Um, if you have to leave a message, leave a message because, you know, we're doing the work from home, work in the office from home. You know what I mean? So when, <laughs> uh, if, leave a message. We promise we will call you. Now, when the pandemic is over, and I say that maybe I should say if, but hopefully it's when. Do you think that you might continue some of the uh, virtual work? I would think that there might be some volunteers and even some participants who might see some benefit in continuing that type of uh, mediation. Absolutely. It, that it, There's no uh, no way we would want to take that option off the table. It just has made things so convenient for people um, to be able to do that from their home or from whatever location works for them. So, yeah, that there's no way we would want to not do it that way. Um, so that's always an option. I think there are certainly disagreements where maybe if I uh, sit down at a table and have a face-to-face -face conversation is appropriate. Um, and so once we can do that again, I, I think it'd be great to have that option available, but we will not we will not remove this one for sure. All right. Jenny Miner is the executive director of Citizens Mediation Service in St. Joseph, but serving the six counties in southwest lower Michigan. And uh, I thank you for enlightening a lot of people who may not be aware of your services, even though they have been here since 1991. Yeah, thanks so much. It was great to talk with you. Yeah, and if you've been listening to this and you uh, know someone who might benefit from learning about CMS, please, we appreciate it when you share our podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Brenda Lane. Does the pandemic have your beauty routine getting a little hit and miss? Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph is going to help you out. If it's been a while since you've opened up your makeup bag, do it for you. You deserve a refresh, and some items may need to be tossed out for hygienic reasons. All through February, get all Aveda Cosmetics for 25% off. Every cosmetic product in the salon is included, while supplies last. And you can trust Aveda Cosmetics, made of all natural ingredients, featuring mineral-based foundations. Now, during coronavirus, safety is paramount. So, please, call ahead for a shopping appointment with an Aveda Guest Service Specialist who will create your home care plan and fulfill your order as you make selections. Or shop on the phone with a guest service specialist who will take your credit card payment, then prepare your order for curbside pickup. Either way, strict adherence to virus safety protocols are practiced, and that's why you need to call first to shop. 269-556-1999. That's 556-1999. So do it for you. Freshen up your makeup with 25% off all natural Aveda cosmetics all month at Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. Virtual hugs until further notice. 
frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. To see resources related to this podcast for sponsorship information or suggest a topic, visit underpinningsmarketing.com. Follow Underpinnings Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is produced by Jackie Bisel at Underpinnings Marketing. Thank you for listening and share with your friends.